0: Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details.
1: The storied legacy of Mercedes-Benz is rooted in empowered women who've gone on to show the world what they can accomplish. This July, Womanica has teamed up with Mercedes-Benz to feature women who've charted their own paths and achieved greatness. Join us on this journey as we celebrate women who were driven to pursue their passions, even if it meant changing course along the way. This month on Womanica, we're talking about dynamos. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're highlighting women who've led dynamic lives that have shifted, evolved, and bloomed, often later in life. Today we're talking about an artist who took art imitating life to a whole new level. Combining paint, paper, and sometimes pieces of flowers, this woman created masterpieces that were incredibly realistic. Let's talk about Mary Delaney. Mary Delaney was born Mary Granville on May 14, 1700 in Colston, England. She was born into an upper-class family, Because of her family's status, Mary was well-educated and trained in art, music, and embroidery. When Mary was 17 years old, her family arranged for her to marry a Cornish member of Parliament, Alexander Pendarvis. He was decades older than her. Mary was miserable. She spent several years taking care of her elderly husband before he passed away. Now a 23-year-old widow with a small widow's stipend to get by on, Mary decided to move to London. She spent her days working as a fashion designer and socializing with England's high society. Many suitors vied for Mary's attention and affection, but after such a terrible first marriage, she remained steadfast in her singlehood. In her early 30s, Mary traveled to Dublin with a close friend. While there, they met a cleric who invited them to stay with him for a few days. His name was Patrick Delaney. Although Patrick was engaged, he and Mary became fast friends. They bonded over their love of art and gardening. Mary must have left an impression. 10 years after her trip to Dublin, Mary received a letter from Patrick. Patrick was now a widower, and he was asking for Mary's hand in marriage. Because Mary was a noble, and Patrick was not, Mary believed she needed her family's blessing. But she didn't get it. Patrick persisted, and just before Mary's 43rd birthday, he sent Mary another letter. Not long after, Mary made up her mind whether her family agreed or not. That June, Mary and Patrick became husband and wife, Mary returned to Dublin and made a home for herself at Patrick's estate. She took up artistic pursuits such as needlework, plasterwork, drawing, and painting. One of her bigger projects included decorating the estate's chapel with religious motifs. Patrick and Mary also spent much of their time together redesigning his garden. The couple enjoyed 25 years together before Patrick died around the age of 82. Upon his passing, Mary returned to England. She was 68 years old when she took up residence with her longtime friend and Duchess of Portland, Margaret Cavendish. Margaret was a humanitarian and lover of all things history. Her home was a hub for artists and scientists who helped curate her collections. On one unsuspecting day, Mary discovered her life's work. She was sitting in her room admiring a scarlet geranium when she noticed that it was the exact same color as a piece of paper on her bedside table. Mary was inspired. She began cutting up small pieces of the paper and sticking them together in an attempt to imitate the scarlet petals. When Margaret saw the recreation, she thought it was a real flower. This was the beginning of Mary's career as a paper mosaic artist. In 1772, she sent a letter to her niece saying, I've invented a new way of imitating flowers. With this newfound skill and passion, Mary created collage after collage, which she called mosaics. She built each image by gluing together hundreds of pieces of thin tissue paper and sticking them to a black background. Mary was lauded for her accuracy. Even more impressive was the fact that she didn't pre-plan or draw her cuts before she made them. To increase accuracy, she layered small pieces on top of larger ones to create depth and occasionally used watercolors to enhance certain parts of the flower. Mary's creations were as close to lifelike as a piece of art could get. Word of her talent spread. She received flowers from gardeners and botanists, requesting she recreate their specimens to preserve them. Mary also constructed paper mosaics of flowers she received from friends around the world. All of her work included the date and place the collage was created, the name of the specimen's donor, and a collection number. She also added an MD monogram on each piece of work. Unfortunately, Mary's artistic patron, Margaret, died suddenly, leaving Mary without a place to live at the age of 85. Mary's notoriety saved her. She was invited to stay at the cottage of amateur botanists King George III and his wife, Queen Charlotte. Mary resumed her craft at the cottage. Eventually, she retired as her eyesight was deteriorating. In her 10 years combining art and science to create sensational floral imitations, Mary created 985 paper flowers. On April 15, 1788, Mary Delaney passed away. Mary was a pioneer in the mixed media collage space. Her work is still featured at the British Museum, the National Gallery of Ireland in Dublin, and the Lilly Library at Indiana University in Bloomington. All month, we're highlighting dynamos. For more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.
0: Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control?